Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now last week in the Gospel, we heard Jesus say this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. You see, the world is already condemned and perishing. It is condemned and perishing because of the sin that we saw Adam and Eve blaming each other for in our Old Testament lesson. It is condemned and perishing because all we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one of us to his own way. The world is condemned and perishing because of my sin, because of your sin, and because of your neighbor's sin. This whole world is perishing. And hell is the destination for the enemies of God. And all of us are or were God's enemies. But the amazing thing is, God loves his enemies. He loved you and I so much that he chose to save us from death's grasp and hell's flame. How does he do this? By giving his only son to pay the debt that we could never repay. Jesus is God's gift to us and all who believe in him. They will not perish. They will have everlasting life. Jesus was sent that you might be saved through him. Jesus is my dearest treasure because I see the reality of my sin and it's not pretty. And I recognize Jesus as my only hope. My prayer is that everyone in this world would see that they cannot save themselves from the eternal death that they are heading towards. And that they would submit to their rescuer. That's who Jesus is. He was God become man to be on a rescue mission to save us. My prayer is that we would allow him to do his job. But this is not the world's way. How do people respond to God's love for them in Jesus? Well, in our gospel lesson today, we see a couple of responses. Jesus' family, other than his mother, I am sure, said this about him. He is out of his mind. They would later repent of their sin 
and trust in their brother for their salvation. But at that point, they saw Jesus as crazy. The world does not generally call Jesus crazy today. But that is only because they make Jesus to be a tame God that approves and even celebrates whatever the world desires. The Jesus that the world celebrates is not a Jesus who proclaimed that we were sinners in need of a Savior. No, the Jesus that the world promotes looks like someone that you would have met at Woodstock rather than someone who is on a rescue mission that would cost him his very body, his very blood, would cost him sweat and tears to save you and I. As the church today, we bring the world the true Jesus in God's word and sacrament. We proclaim God's message of law and gospel. And through this proclamation, the world meets the true Jesus that is God's love for them. And they don't like it. And the world really doesn't like Christians either. But Jesus said, if the world hates you, Know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, the world hates you. If they persecuted me, Jesus says, they will persecute you. But if they kept my word, they will also keep yours. And in our gospel lesson, we see Jesus' family saying, he's out of his mind. And the scribes said something even worse. They said, he is possessed by Beelzebub. And they were saying that Jesus... God's gift, God's love for the world was crazy. And even worse, that God's love for the world was actually evil. They flipped the switch. Instead of admitting their sin, they said that Jesus was sin. Does the world think that Christians are out of their mind today? I've read many articles this week mentioning how Christians are out of touch and that they need to change. I have read about how Christians are unloving because of some of them refuse to call a man named Bruce by the name Caitlin. They refuse to call him her. Not only do they say that Christians are out of touch and out of their minds, some have said that Christians are hateful and evil because they don't accept the lifestyles of others. And unfortunately, some people in the name of Jesus 
have said and written hateful things about Bruce and about others in what is known as the LGBT community. That is not what Jesus would have any Christian do. Jesus does not hate anyone and neither should we. He came to save everyone because we are all sinners that need saving. My sin is just as bad as Bruce Jenner's and so is yours. We are all the same. We are not to look at one group of sinners out there and say that they are much worse than the group of sinners gathered here in this room today. We are to love Bruce Jenner and every sinner because Christ loved us and gave his life for the forgiveness of our sins. We love everyone, and because of that, we want to tell people that their sin is actually destroying them and those that they love, just as our sin works to destroy us. We love everyone, and that is why we tell them that they cannot, the world cannot find freedom by fulfilling its desires. The world, on the other hand, tells us that fulfilling our desires is where true freedom lies. For example, if I have desires for sexual relations outside of marriage between a man and a woman, then my freedom would be found in participating in that sexual activity. If I have desires for money and power, the world tells me freedom is found in your climb to the top. If I have desires to be the other sex, then the world tells me freedom is found in becoming that sex. If I have desires for whatever, the world tells me that I am free when I get what I want. But Jesus, but Jesus says that we are only free when we confess our sins and he, through his work on the cross, forgives us our sin and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And the world responded to Jesus by saying that he is out of his mind and that he was evil. But Jesus loved the world. The only reason that he endured the things that he endured because he was because he loves us. He is love incarnate. He reached out to the world in love. And the world 
nailed him to the cross. We should not be surprised if the world does the same thing to us. And the ironic thing is that the very Jesus whom was nailed to the cross, he is the world's only hope. And he is ready to forgive anyone and everyone that confesses their sins and looks to him for forgiveness. My friends, as the world changes around us, our charge, it is the same. We are to speak the truth of God's word in love, not in hate. We are to love everyone, and I mean everyone, in word and in deed. We warn others concerning their sin, which is, by the way, no different than our sin. And we share with them that Jesus died on the cross to set them free, and he will wash away their sins in baptism like he washed ours away. Now if after we have loved them and accepted them while at the same time rejecting their sin and they reject us, that is their choice. We do not change our message or let go of our Savior because, of, because the world says that we should. Jesus is our only hope. He is the world's only hope. And he says, this is my body. This is my blood shed for the forgiveness of your sins. I want to hold on to Jesus and his word, even if the world says that I'm crazy. Even if the world says that I'm filled with hate. I am not. But they can say it, and I can't stop them. That's the same thing that they said about Jesus. And he came to us because God so loved the world. And on the last day, I pray that all of us, everyone in here and everyone out there, would be found in Jesus' saving work. Now the peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.